Stillwater, Payne County. Welcome to Pastors of Pain. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, here with Father Kerry Wakulich. Hey, hey. Uh, we're glad you're with us. Uh, we're here uh, in our living room. This is where we record our podcast. We just celebrated four, our four years of having uh, our new rectory. Really? Can you believe it's been four years? I uh, Isn't that exciting? I, I can't believe that. It's that. been. It's been four years. It was the feast of uh, the memorial of John, St. John Paul II that we moved in. October 22nd, 2019. Because we got in here and then we were like, we hardly had anybody over and then COVID hit. And then we didn't have oh. anybody over. And that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's um, Father Kerry, um, if I were to tell you, so we, we get stats. I know you don't like our stats about our, about our podcast. Yeah. I was but just... if I were to ask you, after, so this was uh, a couple weeks ago here, after the United States, what country, what are the next five countries where people are listening to our podcast? I'm going to guess military bases. Okay. For so, example. Uh, so one of them. I'm a, a, so 98% of people listening are in the United States. Oh, so it's only 2%? Yes. So we're not global yet. Okay. Uh, I'll guess um, Ireland. No. A Bosnia-Herzegovina. No. It's uh, hilarious. Turkey? No. I don't want to do this for a half hour. Um, somewhere in England. Nope. Is it a Spanish-speaking country? One of them is. Mexico. Correct. Mexico is number five. Whoa. Or number six. How United many States is number one. How many, how many people listen to Mexico? Point two, two, three percent so like, of our listeners <laughs> of the downloads. So then number two is Italy. That's Father Michael Pratt. Italy. Italy. Number three is Greece. What? <laughs> I don't know. Number four, Germany. Deutschland, Deutschland. And number five, the United Arab Emirates. What? There's got to be go. somebody, somebody in the Navy probably. Taking over the Middle East. <laughs> and, and Wait, then, wait. Number then, two is the UAE? No, no, no number, number five is the UAE. Oh, that's got to be a military Isn't that person. hilarious? Yeah. I just think that's so funny. Hey, but uh, to make us really international, I was talking to Rob. Um, you know, I, I, I was there in Bosnia-Herzegovina, so I will listen to a couple, down, downloaded a few things. It, Ireland. I did a couple in Ireland just yeah. to put us on the grid. There you I, go. I wanted to hear what you guys were smack talking about me when I was on sabbatical. Never. Um, okay, speaking of Germany, there was an interesting thing that I saw. It was last week, I think. Um, the Synod on Synodality is happening in Rome. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, it's over now. Is it really? It's over, yes. Well, um, any conclusions? I thought it was hilarious. So, they, you know, the, it's, it's been a, it was like they were there for like a month. Yeah. 15-hour days for a month. That's Ugh. a lot. Well, I was reading, Bishop Barron wrote about it, and he was like, he was very positive about it, but he was like, but some days it felt like a slog. What a what a word! And I was like, "Oh man, that you know, just it was just a lot, a lot coming at him in all different languages." And anyway, there was this bishop from Germany, and the German bishops, you know, what do I know? But <laughs> what German, do I know? There the go. German bishops don't, to me, are not a, a an incredibly incre- impressive group of churchmen. 
the, the Reformation and I'm no, you know, started there. Yeah, who am I? Who am I to say? Because I stink. But this bishop was talking about like ordinations to the priesthood. Oh, okay. And in his diocese, he's got a lot of a lot of young there priests. There were three stats that he that he noted. Oh, okay. And he didn't. And this what bothers me is he didn't seem to be like ashamed of it at all. Oh. In his time as bishop, he's done the funerals of 300 priests. Whoa, that's a lot. He's ordained 15. That's not replacement right. And they have zero seminarians. That sounds like a culturally dead it Sounds faith like a diocese dead. that is dying. It sounds like the faith is dead there and they need a new evangelization. Yep. They need to hear the gospel preached to them again. And yes. Reminder of... Jesus' love, Start dying over. for us, and the yep. resurrection. They need the charisma. Yeah. Um, anyway, I thought that was interesting in light of, you know, and we've talked over the last, over the course of last year, and we had a, an episode a couple weeks ago where I, you know, I was like kind of frustrated, or we've talked about burnout. You've taken a sabbatical. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. take a sabbatical. What? Um, what? To be, to be. Uh, TBD? To be determined. Okay. But I've been approved. Whoa. Been so approved. in 2026? <laughs> Uh, sometime before 2026. Can I go with you? Sometime just, no, you just took one. Can we get like a, you can drive the motorcycle, I'll get in the sidecar? I need a sabbatical from you, not with Whoa, you. Well, easy. I mean, we've been living together all these years. Gunshots rang out like a bell. Um, okay, so this, the, the Anyway, the we were talking vocation. about kind of the priesthood and just, anyway, one of the things I think is very interesting. Yeah. There is a, an old phrase that says, luxury becomes necessity. So, for example... Never heard that. Luxury becomes necessity. We do that. Like air conditioning, right? Could you imagine living without air conditioning? Uh, I think the building needs it more than I do. I couldn't, right? I can. Like sure. a mattress, a pillow, a car, shoes. You know, these are all things that people live without for a very long time, but now are like, oh my gosh, what? There's yeah. no, I need shoes, of course. Anyway, luxury becomes necessity. I think I would like for Payne County, our beloved people, okay. I think there could be a time, last year we had four priests. This year yes. we have three priests. And I think there could be a time in Payne County when we'll be back down to two priests. Are you are you scaring us? No, I'm not. It's not is a, this a threat? This is not a scare tactic. This is not a threat. But if you look at, I mean, we're not as bad as that German diocese, you know, 300 funerals, 15 ordinations. But if you look at, so for, for many, many years, right, Stillwater, there's been times when Stillwater had one priest. Uh. And then when, when each parish, St. John's and St. Francis Xavier, each had one priest. Yes. And then the new, you know, my first year here, you had, I was by myself. You had a, you had an associate. I did. Lawrence Nwachuku. And then Father Lawrence became a pastor in Salisaw. He's rocking it out there. And then it was just you and me. And then Father Robert Duck came on the scene. And yep. then Father Healy came on the scene. And Father Porter, for you... So we were like, you were two, I was one, then we were one and one, then I was two, you were one, then we were both two, 
and now I'm two and you're one. And so there's, you know, this the sporadic nature of priestly assignments and such. I just think it it behooves us to be behooves us. to be ready that you know, vocations wise, I would say in like in our diocese, we're doing okay. So we yeah. just had like we just had Father Zui, Father Zui Nguyen was here. Uh-huh. I mean, he comes to your place and he covered uh, Sunday masses last week. Oh yeah, yeah. And I just think it's important for people to pray for priests. And I think we need to do more in the area of vocations. Um to promote vocations, to encourage our young people to think about yeah. um, priesthood and religious life. Because, our, I mean, our numbers are not super strong. Like, as a diocese, we're doing better than lots of places. Right. Yeah. But doing better than places that aren't doing that well is not, do, you know. Is <laughs> Measuring bar of success. Yeah. Do you see, do you, do you yeah. see that? I mean, do you... Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yes. I've been there as I travel the country and visit places. You know, you yeah, you're out I, and about I, quite a bit. I was, especially when we were fundraising all over the country. I would meet people, and they're like, "Well, you need to come here and be our priest." I'm like, well, no, I have a job in Stillwater. You're That's like, why I'm here raising money because I have to go back to my job in Stillwater. Oh, you, you'd be. Oh my gosh, you'd be such a great priest here. Uh, and there is. I think in in the um, I don't know, I don't know if people get to see the beauty and the awesomeness of being a priest. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love being a priest. Yes. There's certain days. I mean, it's it is on the same level as parents saying, "I love being married with kids," you know, raising families and stuff. And there's days you wake up and you're like, "What did I get myself into?" Why? And there's and there's. <laughs> Like, who are you and what did I get myself into? And why is there all these children here? And uh, so uh, why are we ma- making sack lunches at three o'clock in the morning? You know, uh, uh, th- there's a, a, the beauty to mother and fatherhood. You know, I got Clay Furley and uh, Clay and Kayla and their um, and their boy. What's his name? Grayson. Uh, Gr- thank you, Grayson. He's your parishioner. He has the best hair in the parish. Dude, his hair. It's just always sticking up. It's, I love it. When they show up, I'm just like, and, it's, and he's just staring. It's three inches them. long. I love him. It's three inches long and stands three inches tall. Like he I mean, just stuck his finger in an electrical socket. <laughs> he's got amazing air. I love and, it. And, and, I lo- and I love the priesthood because, and I, I, you know, it was um, Mike Simon from the Tulsa World. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I right after I was ordained, they did a story on me and on the priesthood that came out on Easter Sunday. You and were on the front page of the paper. I was on the front page of the praying paper, praying in the Bishop Kelly Chapel. Yeah, they followed me around, and they went. That to was Saint awesome. Th- they went to St. Thomas More. They went to Bishop Kelly, and uh, you know, now that I, I look back on being a priest for thirteen years, I can I can even think of like ways I would change every ounce of that story. Because, you know, I said one, in one line, like, priests get to reach down and pull people out of, out of the, the darkness of hell. And that's true. And they get to point them to the beauty of the kingdom of God. And, and I think that's, that's, our, uh, that's our, our role in, in um, being shepherds is announcing danger and announcing beauty simultaneously. Standing on the hilltop and saying, look how beautiful 
the Christian life is. And then also saying, okay, that right there is deadly and dangerous and it'll kill you. Like, like I said in the last podcast, like, you know, people who like, what's the best way to bring your, your brain into Alzheimer'sville is it's just to start to do those same things over and over again, to be like grafted in that. I even told those kids, like put your, uh, put your phone on grayscale and then see how much you like it after a week. And then turn it back from grayscale to, and that's oh. what priests do is they, they, they bring light into darkness. They, they bring color into places that are monochromatic. And it's like, let's, I want you to see the beauty of the Christian life. And I want to share that with you. That's what I love about the priesthood. One of the things that's hard, I've, I have felt this definitely in the last year, I would say, because I have, and we've expressed it on this show at different times, like I would say the last, I don't know, nine months or so, and I don't want to like over-dramatize it, but like I would say have been like a little harder. Like I, I think I'm like, I'm like a little worn down. Mm-hmm. And that was why, and B- Bishop suggested it, like t- of like taking the sabbatical and, um, you know, you knew, you kind of felt it, you know, you, you knew this, like the building project. Plus, not just the building, but even if you had never built the new St. John's, like you had been going hard for, at that point, you know, 12 years. Yeah, I actually found out recently someone ratted me out and uh, told the bishop, you should send Father Carey on a sabbatical. Oh, really? They said yeah. you were like looking? No, they just said like, he's he's worn a little thin from all this yeah. work on this building project. He needs to go on sabbatical. Do you know who it was? I do. Oh, do they know? They know. Did they, they know, know that they, you know? Because they told me recently. Oh, they told you. Okay. They, they ratted me out to the bishop. I was like, so thank that, you. That, Give him a hug. Because I think <laughs> what happens, you know, when you, if you, when you run into a priest who, I'll say this, we, you know, we do a lot of weddings. Very rarely are people like in a bad mood on their wedding day. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Dang it. Like, uh-huh. we're going to, we're getting, we're married and this is great, you know. And then what happens is, Marriage is hard, and so you 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 see that same couple five years, ten years, twenty five years down the road. They they can be more you know worn out, and not that you don't get to take a sabbatical from your from your marriage, you know, <laughs> but like but like the, the, it, if you're not being sort of regularly renewed, um, and so the same is true for priests. So if you've run into a priest over the years who's in a bad mood, who is you know kind of worn out, yeah. My guess is he wasn't like that, like on his ordination. Day. <laughs> no. But but the challenges of the of the diocesan priesthood uh-huh. are you know are 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 many in that in that respect, and so we get get kind of worn. Anyway, I I worry sometimes about like, gosh, man, have I like I think I'm a good priest, and like I'm not doubting my abilities or anything, but You're like a good priest, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So good of a priest. Right, let's, we can we can we can end the show. <laughs> but the I, you know I do worry about like gosh has my you know either sort of tiredness or like irritability or you know sometimes what can be like lack of charity you know has that like pushed someone away from the priesthood? I know I've 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 played a role in various you know some of our younger priests like in their. In their becoming priests, right? Yeah, and I'm exactly. grateful. I'm grateful for, to be to be a small part of that. But then I'm like, gosh, have I, 
you know, sort of pushed people away. Anyway, I say all that when people see priests in general or, or the priests, you know, that we have here, there's the humanity of it is, I mean, it's real. It's real. And like we get worn down. And, and that's where, like when I think about, we, we need to do, we need to promote vocations to the priesthood. We need to encourage our, our young people. But then thinking about like the future of Payne County, not because we're not growing. Your parish is growing. My parish is growing. But the, pr- the number of priests is not growing. In, yeah. Would you say in that parish in Houston, St. Margaret Mary Lazarus, Friends of Jesus Catholic Church, yeah. there are 10,000 families and how many priests? Yeah, 8,000 families, three, three priests. And what they're all from, one's from America, one's from Venezuela? Uh, no, no, not, no. There's two, two, two guys from the U.S. and a third from oh, the islands, Barbados or something. Yeah, I mean, that's what we have in the United States. We also have, if it hasn't been for immigrants... I mean, two things would have two things would have happened. One, American baseball. I mean, what we did the stat <laughs> the other day. We we did um, we like what is the demographic? Yeah, fourth of, of all major league baseball players are from Spanish speaking countries. Twenty five percent. Yeah, right. Priests in the diocese of Tulsa, a third are from outside the United States. Oh, that's that's a. Yeah. Well, thank you for the missionaries. Yeah. And thanks for no, baseball really, where in Central would we America. Be? Where would we be? We'd be in big trouble. Well, I, I think the Astros probably wouldn't have lost if it hadn't been for those Cuban guys. Jordan Alvarez is a top 10 postseason player of all time. Oh, okay. I, I didn't say anything. I just I wasn't making any suggestions. I'm just saying there was a couple Cuban guys that just really beat the snot out of you boys. One of them for the Rangers, yes. Aroldis Chapman. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, he, yeah, he's Chapman, who has an English last name That's from right. the from, Cuba. From Cuba. <laughs> we figured, his, his, his parents are Jamaicans. Uh, his grandparents. His grandparents are Jamaicans. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh-huh. We learned that watching the game. Chap- I was like, how does a guy from Cuba get a name like Chapman? So what does it look like? What does Payne County Catholicism look like? Yeah. If the growth continues, uh-huh. which... I think it will, and I hope it, you know, obviously we hope it does. We're trying to put things in place to make that happen. And then, uh-huh. but then, but the, but the number of priests doesn't. How do we, how do we sort of put that together? How do we put that together? Because that's what's happening all over the country. Yeah. Catholicism growing, number of priests dropping. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, Maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know, the Nigerians remind me of the, they tell me the this, this story when Nigeria pulled the visas on all the Irish priests. And I was told by Father Lawrence that Nigeria, at the time that the visas were pulled by the Nigerian government, 90-something percent of the priests in Nigeria were from Ireland. And literally overnight, really? they had no priests and young men, they saw it as something honorable to do is to become a priest. Wow. But also the understanding of sacrifice, that, um, that there is a sacrifice being offered, and that's what the Holy Mass is, is heaven coming down to earth and earth being lifted up to heaven in this holy sacrifice of the Mass. 
And so we, in that culture, he said, like, what people forget that, um, in, in the Western culture, forget one, we need priests to bring heaven down to us and lift heaven up, um, lift earth up to heaven. Just like Moses, Moses on the mountain, a priest uh, calling down the power of heaven and raising his hands, lifting his heart up. And so, I mean, in the United States, we, uh, maybe we need a, not only a Eucharistic renewal, what we're doing right now, we also need a, what is the priesthood renewal? Because without the priesthood, we have no Eucharist. And without the Eucharist, we have no source and summit of the Christian Ooh. life. And, and also, and also is, um, we, we live in a culture where, um, where the chief acknowledgement of success is how much money you make and what you can buy. He who with the most toys who dies wins. And so the, the acknowledgement you're successful is when you make six figures or you make $80,000 coming out of college. Uh, the, like in a way, what does a priest do? Well, how are we contributing to you know, taxation? How are we contributing to buying stuff and keeping the economic machine rolling? Well, we don't. We live below the. Yeah. We live below the. I mean, we don't always live below the poverty line, but we don't get paid a lot of money, and so that is not seen as successful. Or we don't have offspring of children, so that's not seen as successful. Or um, you know, the, there's nothing to talk about because we we're not doing stuff that people really find. Or yeah, awesome. what what would be sort of successful in the eyes of the world? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when when I think, in fact, that the the people who are in their last days of life find that priests are incredibly important, or they ain't calling we, the celebrities. When we talked about angels and demons last week, you know, when people have messy stuff going on in their places, like evil spirits showing up, they find out that priests are vitally important. Uh, and, and then also, you know, um, there's no atheists in foxholes. So I, there's a, there needs to be a new presentation of the priesthood. You know, like that guy who, um, what did he wear? A cassock walking through downtown New York City. Uh, he was dressed as a firefighter, a police officer, or something like that. He dressed up in three costumes and sort of strolled through New York City. And he said the best was being a priest because people would come up and be like, oh, can you give us a blessing? Or they'd greet you on the street. Ah, oh, hello, Father. You know, greet you on the streets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So to have a wow. a renewal of priest of priesthood, because I think in, in Ireland too, when I was there this summer, the Dominicans are booming with vocations of the community life to the brotherhood, then eventually toward ordination of the priesthood. They're just on fire. Diocesan priesthood is virtually dead. Stinking it up. Yeah, and it's the same way I think in that um, diocese of Essen. Like, That's the German one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you were a businessman, like, okay, bishop, like a businessman, and you watched vocations plummet to um, a catastrophic number, you would ask the question, what do we need to do different? And is there something you can do different? And um, well, I think I think the German church is in a, and for you all who are listening in Germany, like the German church is caught in a financial trap because 
of the... <laughs> they get taxes. Yeah. yeah. It's like you'll do anything to keep money. Well, when you become poor, as Jesus said, the Lord Jesus Christ became poor so that we could become rich. Bishop Slatter used to say that, like, that the, one of the reasons that we don't have more, yeah, that we don't have more priests is because we're too rich. Yeah, that's right. So it's interesting. I think people say often that one of the signs, like this diocese move that we're ripping on, Essen, uh, they have, like, they're they have no seminarians and they're not ordaining anyone. We we would see that as a sign of like spiritual weakness, spiritual. Yeah. sickness we might you know we might even say but then then like let's you know let's like bring it home like look at our look at our parishes and say you know are we really i mean I'll, you're you're from your place you've a number of guys that are seminarians and a number of young women that have entered religious life right and from saint francis xavier i think there's going to be a nice i don't know crop of you know we have a, a number of like our high school uh, boys and girls are th- are really thinking about the priesthood and religious life and religious life yeah but i would say you know lately i mean you know we have what have we what has our what spiritual fruit has the parish produced a lot of good a lot of good in a lot of different areas yeah. but i think we have not we just have we have one young man anthony maxson um who was here at the parish and is now a monk, Benedictine monk. Brother Bede, his name is Brother Bede. Oh, that's right. He yeah. was an OSU student who used to come here with his grandparents to Mass? He came with his grandparents, and then when he finished, he was around. He, he was here Oh yeah. Um, for, uh, for a year. Anyway, he's a monk, and that's awesome. But, like, I would just, it's a challenge to me as the pastor and to the, anybody listening. You know, are we, what kind of spiritual fruit are we producing if we're not producing priests and religious from our parish i think that's a sign that something could be off well maybe i should take the next next between now and december every monday and i think i want to preach on vocation every monday okay done that was quick <laughs> that was quick yeah yeah sometimes i make impulsive decisions so, starting next Monday at the end of homecoming, there we go. Uh, I'm going to start preaching on on um, yeah. priesthood and religious life and why people need to discern their vocation. So when, but I think it's interesting. Just a, cha- a challenge yeah. to people. You know, we frequently like you want you want a priest to be there when you need the priest. You want the you want to have a lot of masses. You want to have confessions regularly. You want you know sort of all the things that a priest yeah. that a priest can offer. Um, and we say, you know, a lot of people are kind of, can be kind of critical of like priests from other countries or priests who are like hard to understand because of their accent or, Mm -hmm. and my challenge would be for me and for all of us of like, how, what have you done? What have you done to promote the vocations to the priesthood and religious life at our, in your in your with your kids with your grandkids with the with the kids at our parish and i think we're i i would say when i look back at like my 6 years here i would say that's something i've not um done i, I think i've not i have not been as intentional about it as i should have been 
yeah. should or should or should be. That's something Ooh. I would like to work on. Okay. Well, so when are you going to start? Let there be peace on earth. Let, let it begin. And let it begin with me. Uh, um, I mean, I do. I pray. I pray a lot, and I and there's specific kind of kids in the parish that I've that I've certainly in, that I've encouraged. Um, but then, I, so I think there's sort of two parts to it. I need to be a better priest. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for Don't real. We all. For real. Yes. Yes. But you more than the rest of us. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then, and then I think we can do a better job helping <laughs> helping parents uh-huh. and helping kids um you know maybe it's like a seminar do a, let's do a seminary trip yeah uh dude uh dudes won't have to um pay for college and yeah. then dads oh, are there's like all what? kinds of reasons no weddings? it really is a great life it's just a great yeah. life it's you know what it was a really cool uh there's a an alum Lizzie Schneider who's getting married sometime I don't know when but she She's was married Father Healy's brother. Oh, that's right. Two tall people. So anyway, she was interested in religious life and went up to visit the sisters in Wichita, got them connected to St. John. Then another girl met them on a retreat, became friends with them, and then joined the religious community this past Love year. Love it. So it's like, it's, it's how are we discerning our vocations and discovering the beautiful path that the Lord is putting us on and leading us into his kingdom. So... I think more people should discern religious life and priesthood. Yeah. So we got to we gotta step it up. We got to step it up. I'm stepping it up ASAP. Okay. Well, that's the end. I love it. ASAP, the I music started. Have a great week, everybody. Peace. <laughs>